0: This is episode 69 of Bella in Your Business. Welcome to Bella in Your Business, where Bella will discuss anything and everything about your pet sitting business to help you land on target. So get ready.
1: Bella's got your shoot. Let's jump.
0: Welcome to Bella in Your Business. My name is Bella Vasta, and today I have Crystal Hammond with me. Crystal's been in the pet sitting industry for almost 10 years. She started her pet sitting business, Sitter for Your Critter, back in 2008 with just a handful of clients. And since then, you guys, she's grown it to over 4,000 clients. She's bought Five companies, and she just keeps going. Like, there is nothing that can stop this girl. And not only that, but she has become literally like my sister from another mister. Crystal and I have become very close this year, and I am just so excited by her. And I just have been begging her to come on this podcast because you guys, your tails are going to be wagging. You're in for a treat. (laughs) Welcome to the show, Crystal. Hi, guys. (laughs) I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited (laughs) to have you. The reason why I to have you on, Crystal, is because buying and selling a pet sitting company is something that's seldom talked about. And while I do have a class on everything you need to know about buying and selling a pet sitting company, you have actually bought other companies, not once, not twice, but five times. So that pretty much, you know, I've never heard of anyone else buying that many pet sitting companies. That's just Mm -hmm. no offense. An average Joe or an average Jill like you are, right? (laughs) (laughs) It's not like you're some major investor and like this retired corporate person who has all this money. You are just an average. How old are you? So I'm 34. There you go. You're 34 and you've bought Mm -hmm. five businesses and built your own. So take me back. Mm -hmm. Take me back to when the very first opportunity came for you to buy a company. What did that look like? And what intrigued you and what scared you about it?
1: Sure. Yeah. So I had been in business. I started my business back in 2008. And so the first time I was approached was about a year and a half into my business. And it actually, she was someone that I'd known for a while and she came to me and she was like, I'm moving to Florida. My husband has a job. You know, do you want to take over my business? And I'm like, what? (laughs) I'm like, okay. At that point, it was like a very small average size. It was just her, you know doing her business. And so I'm like, okay, I had no idea what that was going to look like. And so basically the very first one that I did, she actually didn't even pay me. She <laughs> oh, wow. was just so excited. Yeah. She was so excited to just have someone to refer her clients to, right? That was the biggest thing for her because in this business, as you know, as pet sitters, it's so intimate. We become so close with the pets, with the clients. So the first one, I did not even give her a dime for, which I kind of feel bad about now looking back because she deserved, you deserve to get paid for a business that you've grown. Let's talk about that because I want the business owners to understand this because I have seen
0: many people walk away from Mm -hmm. their businesses. Yes. And I want you to understand that every day you work in your business, you're building an asset. It's no different than you're going and tilling land and pouring foundation and putting up the studs and building a house. And after you Years of doing that, if you just walk away from that house and let hobos move in, or not that you're a hobo, but you know, no, yeah, it's an asset that you're building, you guys. So, I want Mm -hmm. you to really start thinking about your company as an asset. All right. So what happened with
1: the second one? So the first one you kind of acquired very easily. Right. Very easily. Mm -hmm. The second one came from someone that I also knew in my network and it was a couple and they had broken up. And so, you know, they, things happen in life. They just happen. (laughs) And so they had broken up. They wanted to get rid of this business that they started together. And so they approached me about it and I knew a little bit more, right? So it was my second one. I'm like, okay, I knew that I obviously a needed to hire someone. And so, you know, we got that all in place and that. That one went pretty good. I learned a lot from that one. Mm-hmm. I learned that first of all, the clients are not guaranteed to stay with you. Teach it, preach it. Tell us about that. Why? <laughs> so when you're buying a pet sitting business, technically you're buying a book of business, mm-hmm. right? So it's, you're not buying like a, brick uh, and mortar. Building. You're not Right. Exactly. So when it's a book of business, there's no guarantee. You're basically buying a client list. And so I was taking it personal at first. I'm like, Oh my God, what do these people hate me? I'm not good. But really, you know, they're used to that one pet sitter, right? Uh-huh. And they're, they're scared to move on or yeah. usually doesn't have anything to do with you, but just know that not everyone's going to stay with you. And so that was something that I learned hard from the second one because I actually did pay for it. Uh-huh. I was expecting, you know, the, the numbers to run out the way that they did. And, and they didn't, but also you also gain new business, right? Because uh-huh. you offer different services. Uh-huh. So that was the second one was a true learning experience for me. Do
0: you think there's something different you could have done in the transition in
1: order to help recoup your return on your investment? Yes. And that's what I did for the third one. Okay. So, so how did the third one come <laughs> about and what did you do different? Yes. Okay. So for the third business then, okay. I'm like, all right, I have two under my belt for the third one before i we actually signed the contract and we went forward we actually reached out to the clients directly to let them know that we were going to be changing hands wow. we did not do that in the second one in the second one it was just like surprise Crystal's taking over. You're sitter for your critter clients now. Uh huh. So for the third one, we actually reached out directly, let them knew that the business was going to be changing management. It was going to be switching over, and that made a huge difference because it actually affected the price. Yes. And believe it or not, I actually ended up paying a little bit more, (laughs) which is interesting. Tell me more about that. It was really great talking to the clients directly because this third business that I purchased, they didn't offer overnights. Mm -hmm. And so we did. Uh And so when we let the the clients know that, you know, who Sitter Freer Critter was, what services we offered and now that they were going to be able to have I would say about 50 percent of them ended up being like, oh, my God, you have overnights. And as we all know, overnights is, Lucrative. you know, big money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, yes, I did end up paying a little bit more. But it, it really gave me peace of mind mm-hmm. knowing going into that third purchase yeah. that not only were sales going to be, you know, what I thought they were going to be, but they were going to be a lot more.
0: I love a good story where you learn from your mistakes and you're like, OK, <laughs> oh, I'm going to do oh, yeah. a little bit better. <laughs> I love it. That is fantastic. Okay, so it was the lady that moved to Florida, a couple mm-hmm. broke up. What was the situation for that third one out of curiosity?
1: So for the third one, she actually just wanted a life change. Okay. And she had a great business. Yeah. She did have two employees. Yeah. And so the third one was actually the first time that she had employees. Mm-hmm. So that was something to think about because that's a whole nother game when mm-hmm. you're dealing with acquiring their employees. Yeah. At this point, did you have employees? I did. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes, I did. Yeah. And it was great because like I said, reaching out to those clients, knowing what you're really going into running those true accurate numbers, yeah. it also gives you a better idea of how much staff you need. Yeah, right. So right. So the third one, she was on her own with the two employees Uh and that business was fantastic. That business today still is just going amazing. That was a great purchase. That's awesome. So it was just a life change. She just wanted to do something different. I love it. (laughs) Crystal, I'm going to take
0: a quick commercial break. When we come back, I want to hear about the fourth and the fifth business. And now what advice you would give to people both buying and selling when we come back. We'll be right back. Are you concerned that accepting credit cards for your pet sitting business is too complicated or too expensive? Well, if you answered yes, I have good news. It's probably because you've not heard of Leaders Merchant Services. Trust me, Leaders Merchant Services makes accepting credit cards super easy and affordable for my business. They work with all kinds of businesses throughout the United States, and they have developed a special rate plan just for pet sitters like us. I know Leaders Merchant Services can help your business. I've even got a dedicated representative to speak to, and he's always happy to share valuable information. Working with Leaders Merchant Services is like having a friend or family member in the credit card processing business. If you want to know more or see how much they can save your business a month, go to jumpconsulting.net forward slash credit card. That's jumpconsulting.net forward slash credit card. So I can personally connect you with my specialist. And I'm here with Crystal Hammond and we are talking all about buying and selling our pet businesses. And Crystal is definitely an expert in this field because she has bought five businesses. So Crystal, the first reason was the lady moved to Florida, the second one was the couple broke up, which I wanted to mention that's a big deal. It is. When partners split, romantic or platonic, and not having a partnership agreement, even if you're married and you have a business, it's really important to have a partnership agreement. Number three, what happened was there was just a change in life. She wanted a change. So, Crystal, bring me to the fourth transaction. What did that look like? So,
1: at this point, a lot of people in the community now are coming to me like, oh my God, this lady buys us out. Awesome. <laughs> I get some money. Right? <laughs> They're super excited. Now you're Reputation, so, Yeah. So now I'm kind of like, oh, wow, I have people coming to me all the time now. And yeah. so the fourth and the fifth one, I actually did back to back this past year. Wow. So the fourth one, it was someone that I had known and she wanted to have a baby. She mm-hmm. wanted to start a family mm-hmm. and she just kind of just didn't want to do it anymore. She wanted to, you know, focus on family. And so that one was probably, you know, just another level up. She had more stat. Her numbers were fantastic. Mm -hmm. So that one was easy breezy. Tell me more about
0: that. You said her numbers were
1: fantastic. What (laughs) makes numbers fantastic in your opinion? So in my opinion, there are a couple little things you want to look at. And so she had her prices were great. Her prices were actually what she was charging. They were actually more than what I was charging. Mm -hmm. Quite a lot more, actually. Mm-hmm. And her days were off the charts. They're great and they were consistent. So she had clients that had been with her for three years, consistently for three years at a high price point. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's a no brainer to me. Talk to me about price point and how you need to really consider, you know, if you're going to
0: buy out a company, and you're charging $25, and you buy a company that's charging 15
1: that's not going to be of help to you, right? Not going to be of help, because you have to think, okay, say you're paying $25,000 for a business. If you're paying your employees, your staff, half of that, it's going to take you double the time to recoup your investment. Mm-hmm. If your prices are higher, that gives you a little bit more wiggle room, because now you're like, okay, so now you're paying an employee, but then you can section off part of your profit to go back to paying off that investment. Yeah. So you can you- pay your business off faster. Mm -hmm. And there's more room to grow in within. Mm -hmm. If you're charging $15 for a dog walk, Mm -hmm. how do you move around that? It's really tough. You have to give your sitter at least half of that. Right. I mean, at least $7 and 50 (laughs) cents. I mean, so price is huge. It's a huge thing to look for, especially when you're considering buying out a business. Yeah. And what you
0: did with a lot of the businesses is you swallowed them up into and absorbed them into critter for your sitter, right? Except for one
1: maybe or something. Okay, so this is where it gets a little interesting. <laughs> okay. So all four of those businesses I made into sitter for your critter. Uh-huh. We just onboarded the clients, they became sitter for your critter clients, which worked out great. Now, the fifth business that I purchased, she had such an amazing business name. Uh-huh. The name of her business, she has the town where we live in, Portsmouth. Uh-huh. It was the Portsmouth Petting Company, right? Uh-huh. Now, I knew her business because I would legitimately pay money to try to beat her in advertising, you know, to come up first on a search engine, uh-huh. I couldn't pay enough money to beat her. She always came up first yeah. on Google, on anything that you searched. Her name just organically popped up first because yeah. that's what people are searching for. Yeah. So with her business, we ended up doing something where the Portsmouth Pet Sitting Company stands alone as its own separate business. So it's actually our sister company. Uh-huh. So we have Sitter for Your Critter and then we kept Ports and Pet Sitting Company as its own company. Uh-huh there's no way, there's no way I was shutting that down. Yeah. <laughs> the traffic, the amount of traffic that was coming to that website. It yeah. was just, it was incredible.
0: Yeah. So talk to me more about the name of a company. You know, what do you think that plays into? I, I'm always encouraging people to stop it with the cutesy stuff and the paws, P-A-W-Z mm-hmm. for whiskers spelt all funky. And it's hard to remember. It's hard to pronounce. It's confusing. And I really feel like you know, names and even names like crystals, pet sitting, like, Mm -hmm, I don't care about mm -hmm. crystal, you know, but when you're doing something like Portsmouth pet sitters, that's something that you almost have ownership of because you live in Portsmouth, you know, it's almost, you take ownership of it. So as a buyer, you know, I'm curious, you don't have to tell us prices, but that Portsmouth Pet Company, I would imagine that was
1: probably maybe the most expensive one. Hands down. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah. And it was, you know, she had a great clientele. It was awesome. It was about the same as the previous one that uh-huh. I had purchased, uh-huh. but I paid double for hers. And uh-huh. that was honestly, it was because of the name. It was because of that organic traffic that was coming to her. Uh-huh. And I actually learned a lot. Having the name, it is so important. Yeah. As we're expanding now, we're expanding into different stores States were expanding yeah. you know all over the place and sitter for your critter that's cute right <sighs> it's cute sitter for your critter I came up with it 10 years ago mm-hmm. when I really had no idea what I was doing mm-hmm. no it's, <laughs> but I, was like, I like it though critters. because
0: because it's not like sitter for your critters with a z on the end of it you know oh, what right. I mean like yeah. it makes fanatical sense like You don't need spell check. (laughs) Right.
1: And it's great. But like I said, I could not pay money. I could not pay enough money to beat her. I think when it came to searching. And so, and that's really what matters when it comes down to people are online, they're searching for your business. They're going to search pet sitters in -hmm. the town that you're in. Mm -hmm. So as we've been expanding, instead of actually expanding as sitter for your critter, we're actually expanding as the Newburyport pet sitting company. Oh, cool. So we're going in as both now. We're uh-huh. going to have Center for Your Critter, and then we're going to also have one that stands alone mm-hmm. as that name of where we're expanding to. Mm hmm. I like that. I like that. Tell me yeah. about
0: how you made
1: these transitions. Did you do them alone?
0: Did you have a team? Did you have a lawyer? Did you have a business attorney? Did you have a CPA? Mm-hmm.
1: Like who helped you make these transitions? Yes. Yeah, so I did have a business attorney. And one thing that I can say, always make sure you have a contract 100%. It is worth it. Just don't go on LegalZoom. I mean, Legal Zoom's there for a reason and that's awesome, but for something like this, you want to definitely hire someone locally, someone that knows your state, someone that that knows, you know, so find someone great, a business yeah. attorney, because it's a contract and yeah. you need to have an ironclad contract. And because we're not buying a building or we're not, you know, it's not something tangible or buying a mm-hmm. book of business. I cannot say enough. Please, 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 please hire an attorney. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> very important. Yeah, and as we've grown, you know, my CPA helped us with, you know, having a sister company. There are things that you need Structure. there. So definitely, stru- Yep. Yeah, so definitely get a great CPA if you don't have one. Uh-huh. And then you need someone. I highly recommend you need someone to help you, as like an office assistant. Mm-hmm. Hiring my office assistant was one of the best things I ever did mm-hmm. because. It's great that you're buying out these pet sitting business, but you need the support around you or you're not going to be able to handle it. And then what's the point? Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> You'll just
1: lose them as fast as you got. Them. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And then making sure you have a staff, you know, making sure that you're ready for all the new business. This last purchase that I bought, doing it back to back not saying I shouldn't have done them back to back, but it was a lot. And we grew extremely fast. Mm-hmm. And so I had to jump back into my business and I'm walking dogs, you know, actually <laughs> walking dogs now, which, <laughs> which is a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, I, but you learn lessons from everything that you do. Mm-hmm. And I knew we were going to be busy, but I had no idea, you know, how busy we were actually going to be. So yeah. it was definitely a learning lesson with that one too. And sometimes you
0: take a step back so you can take two steps forward too. Yeah. And that's Kind of, You remind me of that bow and arrow right now. You're being pulled back a little bit, but you mm-hmm. are going to be soaring far and high, like, you yes. know, just as soon as you get <laughs> everything locked and loaded. All Absolutely. right, Crystal, let's talk about the down and dirty. I want, from <clears> your <throat> perspective, as someone who has acquired five businesses, tell <laughs> me something that our listeners could take to the bank tonight. And okay. that is, what is unattractive? about a company? What is the first three things you think that you would look at if I said, hey, Crystal,
1: would you buy my company? Mm-hmm. What's the first three things you're going to look at or ask me? I do what I call kind of like a health check on a business, right? So the first three things I look at is why. Why are they selling the business? Yeah. Right. So I want to know what's going on. <laughs> so that's the number one thing that I ask. But the first thing that I look at are, I look at their services. I look at their numbers. So I run their whole numbers. And that's something, believe it or not, that not every pet sitter knows. I remember going into, you know, the second business and I was like, so how many visits do do you do last week? They had no idea, no clue. (laughs) So that's one thing I can definitely recommend is know your numbers, Mm -hmm. know how many pet sitting visits you did last week, know how much each one of your sitter is bringing in for you on a daily basis. Those are all questions that, you know, I look for that I'm looking for and questions that you should really know in your business. Mm -hmm. The numbers are very important. They don't lie. They don't lie. And And if you make your your decisions based off of numbers
0: and you make your projections off of numbers, then you. Mm -hmm can put your emotions aside. And when I talk about emotions, mm-hmm. I talk about fear. And most of the time, yeah. the people that if you were paralyzed in fear, if you were running, this is so important, Crystal, for people to, to understand that are listening right now, if you were fearful... If you were living in your emotions, there's mm-hmm. no way you would have bought all five of those companies and still be going forward. There is Absolutely. no difference. You have been given the same exact opportunities as everybody else. The difference is is that you weren't <laughs> fearful and you walked mm-hmm. through those doors and created a team around you to help support your momentum forward. That's the difference. And I just commend you for that. And I hope people can reflect on their own lives and their own business right now. And are you where you want to be right now? And if that answers no... Figure out, take an inventory. Are you, are you operating and living in the emotions of it or in the facts of it? So sorry for that quick tirade there, but get back to, so you're looking at numbers, you're looking at numbers, you're looking at the facts.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So know what what you're doing, you know, on a daily basis, what's coming in, what's going out. The other thing that I really look for are what do their systems look like? Mm, You know, do they have systems, first of all, you know, because they might not have any systems whatsoever. So if they're just kind of flying by the seat of their pants, you know, they don't have a scheduling software. They're writing stuff down still old school on a new on a paper. You know, believe it. There are a lot of passengers that still do that. I know.
0: Please (laughs) don't. (laughs) Even if they are so. Solo, you need to have software system, especially if you're solo, you need a software system.
1: You really do. And that software system will actually make your life so much easier. It'll tell you all the numbers, right? So it'll tell you how much each sitter is bringing in. It'll tell you what you're making every day. So I look for systems. I look for, you know, how are they training their employees? Do they have a system around that? How are they marketing? Do they have a marketing system? Are they marketing? Uh You know, how much money is being left on the table? So there's a lot that goes into it, (laughs) but those are some quick things that I can do like a quick, like little health check on.
0: I love it. So number one, (laughs) their why number two, Two, run the numbers. And number mm-hmm. three, their systems, because you don't want to walk into a, a mess right. <laughs> or have to yeah. be picking up a mess.
1: And if you do, you just end up paying a lot less for it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, because
0: sometimes you already have your own <laughs> systems that you can just ad- right. absorb them yeah. into for sure. Yeah. yeah. But it's a good bargaining tool. That's a really good devaluation of a company. Mm-hmm. Well, it sorry, it's I'm going to have to do all this work, even though you might have <laughs> another plan for it. Mm -hmm. It's a great way to bargain down the the dollar amount. It is. Crystal, is, crystal it has been invigorating (laughs) listening to you, and I'm so excited at the light that you're going to shine and inspire so many pet sitters out there. If you guys are listening to this right now, I want you to go back to whatever post you found. I want you to post about it. I want you to find Crystal. I want you to thank Crystal. I want you to go check out sitterforyourcritter.com. I want you to just like and subscribe to the podcast so you always have a new fresh one in your episode. Now, Crystal, I always like to leave our listeners with the last word from you. So what is your last piece of valuable
1: advice or mindset that you could leave them with. I think my last piece of advice would be enjoy this journey. If you really are thinking about buying or selling a business, enjoy the process, you know, enjoy your journey. What we do is amazing. We love it. It's great. We get to play with dogs and cats all day. It's fantastic, but love the journey and know your numbers. Amen, down, sister. the best thing I can say. <laughs> Amen, sister. Drop that mic. At that, you guys,
0: remember, always keep jumping.
1: Thanks for jumping with Bella in your business. For more information, free articles, free coaching sessions, and more, go to jumpconsulting.net. And remember, Bella's got your shoot.